Hello, welcome to episode four of Black Men United, uh, where the purpose of this podcast is to uplift and inspire the image of black men through real conversations. Uh, my name is Howard. <clears throat> I am a high school teacher, a trainer and strength and conditioning uh, coach, uh, where I have a, a small um, strength and conditioning business called 401 Elite. And today, for this fourth episode, my special guest is my uncle, Kevin Birmingham. Um, He is a seasoned sales professional for the past 35 years, who has worked in many management roles as well. Uh, For the past 15 years, uh, he has embarked on entrepreneurship with the most recent venture as founder and CEO of Hear Black Talk Radio. Uh, which you can log on to his website at www.hearblacktalk.com, uh, which is a radio show and blog dedicated to the enrichment of black people worldwide. So without further ado, Uncle Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Howard. I'm glad to be here. Howard, I should say. I call you Howard. I just have to call you Howard during this show. I'm glad to be here. I'm honored to be your guest, and I'm very proud of you for starting this forum. You've been doing it for a while, and I've been following you. You're doing an excellent job. I'm glad to be here. Thanks, Uncle Kevin. I really appreciate it. That means a lot to me. And and I really, uh, again, if you uh, ever want to catch his um his radio show here, blacktalk.com, uh, where he has, t- where he touches on various topics that, uh, that is a concern within a black, in- uh, that's a concern inside and outside of the black community. Please, uh, log on to his, uh, to his talk show online. Okay. So today's discussion, uh, we're going to talk about black Americans and religion and how religion affects, affects lives within the black community. So I guess uncle Kevin, um, so, listen, in your personal opinion, is religion important in the black community? Yes, Howard. Religion, in my opinion, is very important in the black community. Our religious organizations, such as our churches, mosques, and halls, which some people call kingdom halls, gives us a sense of belonging and cohesiveness. Now, these are places where we can express and identify with our ideals and find some sort of consensus among our fellow parishioners. In the black community, our church and religious organizations have always been the pivotal catalyst of change and call to action. Um, the, our religious organizations are some place where we go for, um, for comfort when we're dealing with everyday situations. I know in my case, when I was going to church regularly, when I would have a hard week at work, it was very important for me to go and be and congregate with other parishioners. It was a release. It was a release after a very stressful work week. You know, I've always worked for the most part in, um, I've always been for the most part in sales, what have you, and it was always a numbers-driven environment. And it was very tense, you know, meeting corners and what have you. And going to church, you know, when I wasn't, you know, really meeting the mark or what have you, going to church and listening to the preacher and, you know, the preacher speaking and, you know, giving motivation and, you know, getting my dance on and my shadow on, <laughs> that prepared me for, you know, the next week. So 
churches have always been um, churches have always been important mm-hmm. to the black community and, mm-hmm. a, and an important arm of the black community. Even if you go back as far as the civil rights movement, you know that was birthed in the church. And for any change that we have um, had ever uh, take effect, any uh, substantial type change, the church pretty much played a pivotal role in it, and they do today. And while so many may find so much fault with our black religious organization, I myself being one who can find some things that need to be changed, mm-hmm. I do believe for the most part, our churches, halls, and mosques serve as a, a place of positive retreat and solitude. Mm-hmm. And I was reading earlier, I was reading on a, um, on Q.org, P-E-W.org, mm-hmm. that over 79%, um, over, uh, over 79% or 80% of African Americans or uh, black people identify and subscribe to some type of religion. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's very important. It's very important mm-hmm. uh, for the black community. Okay. Um, do you think there is a shift in the black community with the younger generation? Uh, and I'm going to say for the younger generation, that's the age range of anywhere from 18 to 40 years old, uh, being religiously unaffiliated compared to the older generation for 60. And, I, you know, again, it doesn't mean that they're old, but um, in my opinion, it's from 60 years old on up. So, um, you know, so basically, do you think there's a shift within the black community as far as the younger generation, you know, being religiously unaffiliated uh, or not maybe... To, to substitute another word with unaffiliated, maybe just not as drawn into the uh, religious aspect of, uh, of, of church compared to the older generation? I do think there's a shift. I can't really put my hand on it, and I don't really have any data on it, mm-hmm. but I do even see it within my own family. I mm-hmm. do see it with my nephews who are younger. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in the church, and... Um, the church was very important, and we were um, we were taken to church every Sunday, mm. and we were taught to believe in a certain way, mm. and whether it was from the Bible or from the Quran or wherever you know, parents, you know, whatever type of religious organization we um, we belong to, and I think the older generation, in my opinion, did not question anything they were told by their pastors and leaders. Mm. They just followed blindly, and if you ask them a question or challenge anything they were saying, they would just say it is uh, it is this way because the Bible says it's this way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you, ask them, if you ask them what was their point of reference, it was not because they had done extensive study in some cases, not at all. They simply heard Pastor so-and-so say it in a sermon that uh, claimed to gather out of the Bible, and in most cases, it was that pastor's interpretation. And I found that in many cases, that interpretation was not based um, on many, if extensive, cross-studies, but on the personal biases and prejudices of whomever was delivering the message. So many times, however, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. they would play on our emotions such as the height of the service or at the height of the service of message, the minister would start to go into like transition phrases like, 
and God, and I, mm. you know, to get your motivation, to get you all caught up where right. they start to implement, and then they start to implement the music and the theatrics to their, into their message, which played on the emotions of the listener, where many, if, in many, if not most cases, people would start to hoot, holler, and shout, and in many cases, I was so caught up in the dance and mm -hmm. not hearing exactly what the preacher was actually saying. Mm -hmm. And everyone just wanted to feel good and shout and did not solve, and this is not solve any of our real life problems, such as how we were going to deal with police brutality in our communities, mm -hmm. racial injustice, how to pay our life bill, essentially, how we were going to get our next meal. But at the same time, they're incorporating the Malachi, uh, the message, the, um, passage or the scripture Malachi 3 and 8 where they were playing our psyche with guilt saying God said that we should tithe and bring our tithes and offerings to the storehouse mm -hmm. and that to me you know and young I'm going to get back to your question that young people are questioning you know they have questions mm -hmm. which older people in my opinion are not really equipped <laughs> to answer and the storehouse is up for interpretation for me. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling my mom, you know, because I was in a situation where um, I tithed every, I tithed every um, week or every other week on payday, and um, I would tithe faithfully. Mm -hmm. And I was in a position where I was, I was financially strapped, and I needed, you mm -hmm. know, help from my church. And... Uh, I couldn't get help from my church, and I believe God spoke to me right then and said, I said, take your tithes and offerings to the storehouse. And the storehouse is not necessarily your, the church, it's where you get your provisions. And for me, anytime I needed help, I would get uh, I would get help from my mother. That's where I received my provisions. So mm -hmm. I told my mother, I said, God told me to give you my money <laughs> instead of tithing <laughs> to the church because... <laughs> because you're where I get my provisions, and she was like, "Well, that's not the word. That's not the." Word. But that was her interpretation. That was not. That wasn't my interpretation. And in their explanation, uh, the church, when we in many cases could not meet our own needs personally, but we were expected to support the church. And when our own children could not eat, and, and I don't mean to rant and rave, because uh, for the most part, in my experience, I do want to emphasize. I'm not belittling the church at all, mm -hmm. because in my experience, the church has been there for me for the most part and has been a lifeline. And I can truly say, you know, when um, I was raised in the church, I was raised to believe a certain way. I was indoctrinated a certain way. I was raised to do things a certain way, but I didn't necessarily adhere to those things. And I became bitter with the church. I became angry with the church. I, as I got older because I felt that I did not belong. For many years, I got away from the church and I questioned the church, and I did not right. want to go back to the church. But when um, I was when I was in dire need and I needed to return to the church, I did return to the church, and I do want to say that your mom, and getting out of the situation, mm. was always a great help to me, who was uh, who was an awesome Christian woman. And she would always come, and she would always support me in anything I was going through, which I had mentioned on the show before. I'm a bipolar person, so I've definitely endured a lot of trials. Mm. And what I'm simply saying, Howard, is that this newer generation is not being moved and motivated by the whole way of doing things, whether it be in church or in our everyday community living. 
they're searching for answers, and just because someone says it's in the Bible, that's not good enough. Because for one thing, if they're anything like me, they question this white Jesus that mm-hmm. seems to be a symbolism of mind control mm-hmm. and implanting fear in us of the white man. And I believe that Jesus, I do believe that Jesus is and was a black man. And I now go to a church that subscribes to that belief. And if we use common sense based on everything that the Bible is telling us about the features and characteristics of Jesus and his origin, it's evidence that he's a black man. So that's neither here or there. If on Judgment Day I get to uh, see Jesus and he's a white man, I'm not going to say I don't want to get Oh, so let me let me ask you because because you did touch on a couple of things. Um, I just want to ask you real quick. You know, I, I wonder if I wonder because you know, look, being from the west side of Chicago, and then you know you're on the south side of Chicago, and you know, it's damn near every block that I drive down, like there is a church on you know every block or, or within every two blocks. Uh, in the inner city, it's it's like uh, you know there's an abundance of churches, of barbershops, of you know liquor stores and things of that nature. So I guess my question is to you: Do you think there's an oversaturation of what was initially meant to be something of a spiritual outlet for blacks to go to, such as a church? Like, is is it just is it is it becoming too much? Where do you think that the younger generation are saying, look? We don't have to, we no longer have to abide by these guidelines in order to, you know, prove that we are of this religion. We're just going to do it the way that we see fit. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, like, do you think there's an oversaturation of churches? And do you think that that's one of the reasons why a lot of the younger, in your opinion, of course, a lot of the younger generations, they no longer move towards or attend the, you know, uh, the, uh, you know, the churches as, you know, as we once did? Uh, yes. I've heard, uh, there are a couple things I want to touch on. Um, in everything, you know, no matter what we do or what we have, let's face it, the church is a business. Mm-hmm. So in any business, you know, it is a business. In any business, you have opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, so many churches being in one block and all of them having their own agenda and mm-hmm. have no type of collaboration or cohesiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just brings about division. And the young people are seeing that because people are on their own agendas and they have uh, their own interests at heart, whether it be, who knows, whether it be to make money or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know because I've been in a couple of churches where I do know that was the main objective of the leaders of the church or that particular pastor was to make money. But I do want to say for the most part, that hasn't been my experience with the church, but I do want to say with the church and with our leaders, um, we, okay, I'll say a couple of names, you know, I'm, I'm very supportive of Operation Bush and mm-hmm. Jesse Jackson and uh, leaders of that. And I don't know much about the Nation of Islam or mm-hmm. the Honorable uh, Farrakhan, but it does seem to me like they are so um, so control-driven. They want to be in control, and they are bringing the young people in and respecting the young people's views and grooming young people to take over. 
so many churches, you know, and so many churches and organizations of that nature, it seems like they're grooming their family members to take over these, uh, 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 whether they be big or small, when their family members may not necessarily be uh, equipped or qualified to do so. And they're dismissing the views and the, and the contributions of the young congregants or the people that are in the church. Mm-hmm. And I think the young people are saying through that. They are tired of the old way of doing things because it, what you know, we're evolving. Life is ever-evolving, and life is about change. And what worked in the 60s, the marching and everything, is good. I have nothing against marching. And I need to march more myself. But what I hear the young people saying, and I would have to agree with him, the old way of doing things is not working. I don't think that we need to dismiss at all the old way of doing things. But I do need, I do need, I do believe that the young people need to be brought into the fall and their contributions and their insights need to be respected, and the leaders that we have, the leaders of old, need to work with the young people, because the young people are definitely falling away. And I, I, I talk to young people within my own family, and the, the message that the uh, old guard is preaching, the preach to us, and we believe, and we got all emotional about it, who can help? The young people just aren't buying it. They aren't buying it. Okay. Uh, I think young people now are, of course, more uh, more educated than my generation and the generation before. Every mm-hmm. um, every generation uh, seems to be becoming more educated, especially the black woman. The black mm-hmm. woman is the most educated demographic there is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that necessarily education, uh, academic, mm-hmm. makes you uh, the, the wisest or smartest person, mm-hmm. but it does expose you to more. And people are beginning. People are being exposed to a lot of variety and beginning to uh, connect the dots and saying this doesn't make sense or that doesn't make sense, okay. and looking for solutions that the old guard does not seem to be able to offer or are not willing to offer. So yes, the young people are falling away from the old way of doing things and searching for the right answers. Okay. And I think we're in a time now. I really do believe in my lifetime especially after what happened with George Floyd, you know, and that was just really sad and so many more. I don't think that we will be able, I don't think that the white man or the um, the uh, old infrastructure mm-hmm. uh, of the United States or the world, mm-hmm. I don't think they'll be able to return back to what they, uh, what was normal because I don't think the young people now are going to allow it. Okay. And at one time, I'm sorry, I don't mean, no, no, you know, um, no, I, I think um, that that's that's tremendous. That's, that's great uh, information. Uh, but I do want to get to this next question because I want you to be able to expound on this one a little bit because we got about a good, uh, eight okay. minutes left, and I want to give you the floor. Um, so my last question to you is: Is there a difference between, in your personal opinion, being religious and spiritual? Yes, I think there is a difference between being religious and spiritual. Um, Religion means relating to or believing in a religion, a, mm-hmm. a certain way, a mythology, or a methodology of doing things. 
which okay. is the belief in worship and of a superhuman being or such as God. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my experience, we do this under an organized group of people, such as a church or a mosque, mm-hmm. where they have implemented and uh, expect us to join them to adopt and subscribe to a certain doctrine, which is usually written by men. Mm-hmm. And in my belief, uh, and as I said earlier, it's based on their own biases and prejudice. Although they may say that it's from the Word of God or all our hope or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, a definition of religion, I mean, of being spiritual, is relating to or affecting the human spirit or soul mm. as opposed to material or physical things. Now, in my opinion, to be spiritual is to acknowledge that there is a supernatural force or mm. forces out there, whether they be good or bad, or we decide to tap into the superpower and subscribe to what we believe that power is telling us to do uh, in and with our lives. But being um, being definitely being that's being spiritual, and being spiritual in my uh, opinion does not necessarily mean that we belong to or identify with a certain group, such as a religious group. Being spiritual in my opinion is more individualistic thinking, and I think of myself as being both spiritual and to a great degree religious, uh, religious, and mm-hmm. because. I do. I think with religion, I, I think he gives us something, you know, organized, organized organizations. I give us, um, in many cases, you know, which is a black community, preachers are, you know, supposedly a good role model. And belonging to, and belonging to re, uh, religious organizations, we are supposedly in a group of people that we try to pattern after, and they have structured views and structure. We need, they have structure. And in our communities, I do think, in any community, we definitely need, we definitely need structure. So the structure is very important. So that's where I think the components of our religious organizations are important. And being spiritual, um, now, I said that religion is very important, and I am religious, mm-hmm. but I don't always go to church, but mm-hmm. I do think going to church is important. Mm-hmm. On the, with the spiritual aspect of it, I believe in God. You know, some people may um, call God by other names, mm-hmm. but I believe in God, I believe in the Father, and I believe in the Son, and mm-hmm. I believe in the Holy Ghost. And I believe I serve them in spirit and in truth, and try to be the best person that I can and a loving person, because mm-hmm. God is love. And I think in my belief, my spirituality, serving God and subscribing to um, to the laws of God, mm-hmm. I think that's even important and supersedes religiosity. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you follow what I'm saying? I do, I do. I think that supersedes religiosity. Okay. But I do, think that, I do think they are both very important. I do think they are both very important. Indeed. Okay, listen, Uncle Kevin, thank you so much for joining uh, the show today. Um, you know, I know you're a pretty busy man as far as working on different projects, but um, I want to pump out your uh, your radio show one more time so the, for the audience. So that's www.hearblacktalk.com. That's H-E-A-R, blacktalk.com. 
uh, where now when is your radio show? Um, when do you start recording your radio show so that people can start listening to it? Well, it airs on blogtalkradio.com slash hearblacktalk every Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. And also, you can you can read my blog at www.hearblacktalk.com. And if you would, like it and comment on it. And, uh, and uh, please, for any concerns or suggestions that you may have, uh, all suggestions are welcome, and I appreciate, and I do appreciate you having me, Howard, and I enjoy being on your show. The time passed by so fast. I, didn't know. <laughs> I know, it, it flies by. When you get caught up in good conversations like this with good people, it just flies. Yeah. And um, But I'll, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to having you again on the show, Uncle Kevin. Thank you so yeah. much for your time. Thank you so much, and you have a wonderful evening, and be blessed. You and the family as well. You too, thank you. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so as you heard, that was my uh, my uncle. That was Kevin Birmingham, on, in our discussions on you know religion and how it affects the black community. And you know, look, in my personal opinion, um, again, I, I'm a firm believer that uh, well, and, and it, because it's true, uh, everything has a beginning. You know, and in the beginning. There was a reason for uh, to have these churches as far as also known as storefront churches. Um, one of the reasons for having them was for a place for uh, for for blacks to go to congregate to 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 enjoy each other's company while sharing the same sentiments in regards of their religious beliefs. Um, and then that, you know, that went from storefront churches to like my Uncle Kevin said, to different mosques. And things of that nature that uh, that blacks uh, where blacks go to worship within their respective uh, religions, such as um, uh, the Muslim faith, um, and then the uh, the Christianity within the within the different sects uh, within Christianity. But you know, listen. In my personal views, um, I think my uncle, my uncle said it best. I think there should be a, a nice blend, a combination of both, of, of as far as being religious and spiritual, uh, religious. Um, you know, is organized beliefs and structures, and we need that. We need something to be organized, to be as one, so that we can know what we're, you know, what uh, what we stand for, and and what we're going up against. And we, especially of all people, as black people, we already know what we're going up against. Uh, but sometimes we need that. A lot of times we need that spiritual outlet, and we need that place where we can come together uh, as a congregation, and sometimes even individually, just to. Um, uh, uh, re- re- find that 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 place where we can feel relieved, uh, so that we can get that spiritual uh, uh, that spiritual release. Uh, but you know, the, the, there there also needs to be a good blend of spirituality, where basically you get to have your own individualized thinking within that re- within that religion. Um, again, from my previous studies, you know, years ago at least of studying the African culture, you know, there was no such thing as just one um, one religion as far as religion being the all be all. You know, we, you know, you have the different religions such as uh, the uh, Yoruba religion um, that's in Nigeria, the Zulu religion that's in the southern part of Africa, and then the Igbo religion that's in the southeastern part of Nigeria. And But the one thing that, that they all have in common is that 
religion consists of a various amount of things. It's not just one sub, it's, it's just not one primary thing. So for example, uh, from our ancestors and still to this day, a lot of the African you know, religions or spiritualities, if you will, they believe that the reason that you're sick was because you know you had some things going on within your personal life, such as um, stress or uh, 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 something's wrong with another family member that you're trying to take on the responsibility or something else. That it's a kinetic change. Something else is going on in your personal life, which allowed you to be open to feel the ailments of what the, 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 the trials and tribulations that you're going to as an individual. So everything was interconnected. Uh, and I think that's the main thing that we need to keep in mind. We need to keep in mind that, yes, it's okay to be, you know, spiritual and, and, and to, to abide by certain religion truths that we feel that are truths. But we also have to have an open mind with that and realize that just because someone is not of our quote unquote religion doesn't make doesn't, you know, they're not they're no less of a person than we are. It just means that they decide to walk in a different path. And then it's our job to to reach out and help that individual, whether regardless of if they're within our uh, respective religion or not. We all should be there to help each other in all aspects of our lives so that basically we can have a better um, life, especially now more so than ever. Well, listen, thank you all for joining me for this podcast, um, episode four. Tune in next week where we'll be airing our next episode next Thursday on Black Men United. Take care. God bless.